Hi everybody, this is Olayin Kaolo Jolu and you are listening to Day Springs of Grace broadcast. My objective is to bring a blend of biblical accuracy and practical insights concerning relevant issues in our world today. I hope that ultimately Day Springs of Grace will be helping us better understand God's heart and his purposes for us in our lives. Thank you for joining. In today's episode, I will be speaking on our endless treasures in Christ. Some people listening may have recognized that the title for this episode was taken from a verse in the Bible in the book of Ephesians. The epistle was written by Apostle Paul to the Ephesian church and it's a really wonderful book in the New Testament portion of our Bibles. Studying Ephesians has been such a great blessing for me and the truth that the Holy Spirit has brought to my heart through the contents of this epistle have been so revolutionary for me. I would encourage every believer in Christ to study this epistle carefully. I have taken the title from verse 8 of the third chapter of the book of Ephesians, which in the New Living Translation reads, Paul speaking, Though I am the least of all God's people, he graciously gave me the privilege of telling the Gentiles about the endless treasures available to them in Christ. So you see, I'd been a Christian for some years before I came across this verse of scripture. And I would not be surprised if there are some people who are in the same position that I was many years ago. I mean, some people may not have come across this verse of scripture until now. Paul, in Ephesians chapter 3 and verse 8, mentions that there are endless treasures available to us in Christ. But for some years, as a believer, I did not know this. No one mentioned it to me. No one taught me. And I was just completely oblivious of the treasures that are mine in Christ. Permit me to share two stories initially. The first was an experience I had when I worked at a foremost private multi-specialist health facility here in Lagos. At that time, I worked as the outpatient care coordinator and part of my job was to evaluate new patients and determine which specialist clinic they needed to go. On a few occasions, some of our specialists back then would ask me to do an initial assessment of some of the new patients and then they, the specialists, would take it on from there. So there was this particular occasion where a middle-aged man was referred to see one of our orthopedic specialists in the hospital. But the specialist was busy at the time, so he asked me to do an initial review and then subsequently I would discuss the case with him. The case of this middle-aged man was that he had sustained an injury to one of his lower limbs some years before then. I don't quite remember now whether it was the right or the left. He had been sitting by the roadside when a vehicle hit him and he suffered multiple fractures affecting his ankle and the bones of his foot. He had not received good treatment and so there he was left with a deformity of the foot as well as a shortening of the foot of the limb itself. So he walked with a limp and he used a stick 
for support. However, a philanthropist had decided to sponsor his care and was willing to pay for his treatment in the hospital. This philanthropist had even written a letter to the hospital expressing his willingness to fund the treatment. And so based on this, I thought that the man would benefit from some corrective surgery to the foot and to the ankle. I knew it would be challenging to plan such a procedure, but since the hospital had good orthopedic specialists, and in fact at that time they had done a number of joint replacement surgeries, so I knew it could be done. So I reported my findings to the orthopedic specialist, who then decided to ask the patient what sort of intervention he actually wanted. I was shocked when the patient's requests and the desire that he communicated to us was for us to make a shoe for him that would enable him walk without a limp. You see, well, maybe he didn't want to go through any surgery. Maybe he didn't want to have to deal with the period of recovery. But you see, the point and the shock for me was that the surgery to correct the deformity of his foot and ankle was going to be expensive, but someone was willing to pay his medical bill. The surgeons to do the procedures were available, but this man just wanted a shoe. He did not seem to realize that he had an offer to receive great benefits free of charge. The second story has to do with a more recent experience. I attended a short training course last year outside the country. I had booked regular seats in the economy cabin for the flight. But my boss at work advised me to check for seats that would afford me more legroom considering that I'm a tall person. I checked on the airline site and I found that there were those kind of seats but they came at a higher cost. In any case, the payments were made and I was all set for the trip. On the day I was to leave at the airport, there was such a long queue for all the pre-flight checks and all the boarding and all of that. But there was another section for what was termed priority boarding. But I assumed that that was for those in the first class category alone, so I joined the long queue in the regular economy cabin list. And I waited endlessly in line. When it got to my turn for burden, however, the lady at the desk looked at my ticket and told me that I should have used the other section. Apparently, the new seats that I got after the extra payment was made not only gave me more leg room, but that payment also gave me the privilege of priority boarding. And so I really should not have waited that long on the queue. I could have just walked in and done a quicker check-in. Of course, when I was coming back, I did not make the same mistake anymore. I took full advantage of the privileges that the payment for my seats had offered me. Now many Christians unfortunately are unaware of the glorious riches of the endless treasures that we have in Christ. And so they continue to settle for far less than what God offers us in Christ. The middle-aged man that I mentioned 
wanted to maintain his limb deformity and just only wanted a shoe when he actually had an offer of a proper corrective surgery in his own case. In my own case, I waited endlessly on a queue when I actually should have saved myself of all of the stress. The key thing in those two scenarios was that we lacked a knowledge and understanding of what our privileges were. Hosea chapter 4 and verse 6 says, My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Isaiah chapter 5 and verse 13 echoes a similar thing. It says, Therefore, my people are gone into captivity because they have no knowledge. And the truth is, in my life, I've come across many people who could have achieved so much more but were limited by their lack of knowledge. I remember a tragic story I read some years back about a pregnant lady who was walking along a riverbank with her child. Suddenly, the child slipped and fell into a river. The lady was in the latter stages of pregnancy and she couldn't swim. So she couldn't go in to rescue her child. The only thing she could do was scream loudly. Eventually, people heard her screams and they ran to the river bank. The greatest tragedy in all of this was that when these people who had come to rescue the child, when they stepped into the river to retrieve the child, they realized that the water was only waist deep. Unfortunately, the child was dead by then. The grieving mother could have easily saved her child, but she did not because she was unaware of the depth of the river. If she had known that the river was only waist deep, she wouldn't have just waited shouting by the river bank. She could have gone in and saved her child. Now, not every case ends in such tragedy. But the truth of the matter is that we miss out on so much and we do not enjoy the full benefits of God's grace in our lives many times because we are just unaware of a number of spiritual realities. One of the deepest desires of my heart is to see believers come to an increasing awareness and clear understanding of our treasures in Christ. I recognize that this was also a burning desire in the hearts of the apostles going by the contents of their epistles, so much so that a large portion of their prayers for the recipients of their letters was dedicated to prayers for knowledge. Take for instance, Paul's prayer for the Ephesians in Ephesians chapter 1, he says, I pray that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, would give you a spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Him. I pray that the perception of your mind may be enlightened so that you may know what is the hope of His calling, what are the glorious riches of His inheritance among the saints, and what is the immeasurable greatness of His power to us who believe according to the working of His vast strength. Ephesians chapter 1 verses 17 to 19. Paul again to the Colossian church wrote this, says, For this reason also, since the day we heard this, we haven't stopped praying for you. We are asking that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will 
in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. Colossians chapter 1 and verse 9. I know that some people say ignorance is bliss. Or some others would say what you don't know won't hurt you. I remember again being part of a team of medical staff that went to conduct a health screening exercise for members of an all-servicing company here in Lagos. The company wanted all their staff to have those assessments done on, on, on a day that they dedicated to, um, to health in their office. And the tests they wanted them to do were things like blood sugar che- te- checks, um, cholesterol checks, blood pressure, height weight, um, BMI checks and all of all those things. But you see, some of the staff refused to come in for those checks even though it was holding in their office. I managed to corner some of them in an office and I engaged them in a discussion. And I asked why they hadn't presented themselves for the assessment. And one of them said to me, Doctor, what you don't know won't kill you. Dear friends, these common slogans, ignorance is bliss, and what you don't know will not hurt you are not true. In fact, when it comes to health issues, it makes more sense to identify any health conditions early so that necessary steps can be taken to prevent further damage or deterioration if possible. And most certainly, when it comes to spiritual matters, it is just not true. The popularity of these sayings does not justify apathy or ignorance about spiritual realities in the life of the Christian. In this new life that we have in Christ, what you don't know will limit you. In John chapter 8 and verse 32, Jesus said, You shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. The knowledge of the truth brings freedom and sets us on the path of greatness and achievement of exploits in Christ. Remember Daniel chapter 11 and verse 32b. He says, They that know their God shall be strong and shall do exploits. Now, I probably have not expressly said this yet, so I'd better say it now as we get to the end of this episode. That you see, as the scriptures reveal to us, when anyone accepts Jesus Christ as their personal savior, they become instantaneously enriched with enormous benefits of grace to such a point that like I mentioned last week, Colossians chapter 2 and verse 10 declares that we are complete in Christ. It is these gracious benefits from God that the Apostle Paul refers to as our endless treasures in Christ in Ephesians chapter 3 and verse 8. Without bothering you about Greek words too much, let me just say that the idea in Ephesians chapter 3 and verse 8 is that the believer's riches in Christ are too deep to be measured. Many of these realities are, however, clearly defined for us in the New Testament epistles. And in the coming weeks and the episodes that we would have, I will be focusing on some of those treasures available to us in Christ Jesus. I believe it will be richly rewarding. This week, I pray in the words of Paul, May we be filled with the spirit of revelation and knowledge. 
that our hearts and minds will be flooded with the light of the realities of our treasures in Christ. That we will grow and advance in our understanding of God's grace made available to us in Christ Jesus. Amen. Hello again, everyone. Thank you for listening to this broadcast. You can reach out to me to ask any questions, make any specific requests about topics to be discussed, or even send in prayer requests via email. The email address is daysprigsofgrace at gmail.com daysprigsofgrace at gmail.com A recording of this broadcast will be available on the showreel of this channel and also on our Mixcloud, Soundcloud, Anchor FM, Spotify, Radio Public and Pocket Cast channels and the links to all those recordings will be provided later. So join me again next time and have an amazing week. Bye.